Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. We are embarking on what I am going to call a season two. We are into 2023, and so new beats, new intros, new everything, so I wanted to mix it up. We'll see how it works. I want to welcome you to the show today. We're going to be talking about Don't Forget About God, and we're going to have the conversation. So let's cue the new intro, and let's have that conversation. Thanks for joining me. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me. And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Let's go. again welcome into season two episode number one i guess is what we would call it uh i do want to say before we embark on this journey for this year i want to say a huge thank you for everyone who has joined in with me on this journey i i I took a i took a look at some of the statistics and and i've seen that it has continued to grow and take momentum the the hyphen podcast hyphen weekend podcast and i know that i'm and and this is a crazy stat for me, and maybe it's not a big deal for people who podcast or people who don't know, but but I know that my podcast has reached over 2,000 downloads, and I know most people don't even download when they listen. They just kind of listen and, and don't download. So I don't know how many people are actually listening, but I know that over 2,000 have downloaded, and I'm completely blown away, and I'm completely grateful that you have gone on this journey with me. I hope that it matters. I hope that it continues to matter. I hope that you'll continue to go with me and that we will see God do great things. Now, today I want to share with you something I feel that God has stirred into my spirit and I wanted to deposit it into this podcast. And before I do that, I want to read to you four scriptures. I want to take you to Deuteronomy chapter number seven, verse number 12. Excuse me. And there's a really cool subtitle that it says in my Bible. It says, God will honor his covenant. And so I'm going to read verses number 12 and 13 first. It says, wherefore it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep mercy, which he swear unto thy fathers. And then verse number 13, it says, and he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. And he will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, thy wine, and thy oil, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep, in the land which he swear unto thy fathers to give to thee. Now, God is going to keep his covenant. If we honor him and, and honor the words and honor the, 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 the instruction, he is going to keep his covenant that he has made with the fathers, and, and it's going to pass on down. And so if we move on down to verse number 17, it's going, it's going to say, it reads like this, if thou shalt say in thine heart, these nations are more than I. If we look at, at something in between us and our promise and say, it's it's bigger than me, it's too big for me to conquer, and, and we say it in our mind, how can I dispossess them? Verse number 18, it says, thou shalt not be afraid of them. Okay, that's a big one. Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shall well remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all Egypt. 
don't forget about God. It's amazing to me that you and I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm preaching to the choir today because if I had a mirror in my office here, I would be looking at myself. Sometimes I find myself in situations and I find myself in, in, in dilemmas and I, and I almost, it's almost like we forget that God is in control. We get a little concerned and, and the schedule gets mixed up and the money's not there or, or whatever. And we've paid our tithes. We've given, we've done what we're supposed to do. And so we start to be concerned and we start to worry and we start to get a little sidetracked and we forget about God and we forget about what he's done. And so I was so stirred in my spirit about this whole idea of not forgetting about God in the, in the scripture in Deuteronomy, he's saying, when you see the these things that are bigger than you. When God takes you to the promise and you see these giants that are in the land, don't you dare be afraid of them. What I want you to do is, number one, you look fear in the face and say, no, thank you. But then beyond the fear that you might face, I want you to remember back to when God did great things before, when he overcame issues, when he overcame adversaries, and he did that before. If he did it, then he'll do it again. Don't forget about God. And it caused me to think about some situations that happened in my life that I want to share with you. I have three that I'm going to share specifically, and then we'll just kind of go from there and see see where we land, if that's okay with you. So I, I, I went back to school. I don't know. I, I, I'm a teacher now. I've been teaching for about five years. But before that, I went to school, and then I stopped going to school, and then I went back to school. And then I stopped going to school and I went back one more time. It was sort of a journey. And uh, sometimes we just have to go with, with it and then we figure it out along the way. And that's what I did. But anyways, the second time that I went back to school, I remember I I'd finally decided I'm going to go back. I'm going to do this. So I got everything in order. This is on a Tuesday. I get everything in order. School starts on Thursday. Get everything lined up. All I have left to do um, that Wednesday is to go up to the school, do a couple things for my schedule, and everything is done. I had a friend that worked there. She said I was all set. So Tuesday night, I go home. It's 5 p.m. or so, something like that. And I, and I can tell these stories so vividly because they were so impactful. But I go home. Uh, I'm sitting on my couch, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm just at my house. And I get a phone call from a pastor, a local pastor. And it's Tuesday night. And he tells me, he says, hey, I was just calling. I was wondering if, if you would be able to preach for me tomorrow night. It's a nice notice. He said, I know it's a short notice, but but could you come? And at this time, I'm a pretty young minister, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah, I can come. So I, I, I hang up the phone, and I immediately do what we are supposed to do, and I start gearing my mind. Lord, what do you want me to say? And I start praying, and I start seeking, and honestly, I didn't feel any direction at all. Uh, and, and to be completely honest, I had a lot of other things, like I was starting school on Thursday. I was excited that that was back into my life, so I was thinking about all those things and still trying to tie up any loose ends that I had regarding that. And so I went to bed that night, and April was already asleep. My wife, she was already asleep. And and I pulled out the computer, and for whatever reason, I don't even know why at this moment when I typed this, but I typed at the top of the, of, the, of the screen for the title, Timing is Everything. I have no idea where it came from. I didn't know what. I just typed it, Timing is Everything. And then I stared at the screen for a while, and nothing else came. So I thought to myself, I guess I'll be preaching something that I've preached before. And I closed the computer and I put the computer away and I went to sleep. 
because I knew I had to get up and I had to take care of some stuff for school so that I could start on Thursday. Now, you have to remember, this is Wednesday now, the day that I'm preaching. And so I go to the school on Wednesday. I go to my friend, that, that office there. She starts to pull up my schedule and to set something. She says, hey, hey look, there's a, there's a situation in the business office. You got to go over there and take care of this. Shouldn't be an issue. Just go over there. So I, t- I walk across campus, and there's these ladies behind the glass in, in the business office. And they tell me, look, hey, there's a hold on your record. There's a $500 hold on your record. And you can't start school tomorrow until you pay the $500. So I ask the ladies at the window, I say, look, the money that I've already, I have these grants and all this stuff that have that I've already covered all all of my prices for this semester, and there's going to be money left over. Can you just take the money from that? And they told me that it was impossible. That's what they say. It's not possible for us to do that. That's against policy. We we can't do that. We can't use money for um, a prior semester before the pre, before this semester starts. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do because I am not a rich man. I don't walk around with $500 in my pocket and say, oh, here you go. I was very young at that time. My wife and I were very early in our marriage. And and I, when I heard those words, my world just stopped. It was such a big deal because I had finally gotten myself together and I had finally pointed myself in the right direction. I had finally made the decision that I was going back to school and I was going to do this. And it was all of a sudden like like the break just hit and, and, and everything just stopped. And I and I and I looked at this lady and I said, "So you're telling me that if I don't give you five hundred dollars today, that I'm not going to be able to start school tomorrow?" And she said, "That's what I'm telling you." And so I felt a little bit like the rich young ruler, and I bowed my head and I walked away sorrowfully because I I, I had nobody to turn to. I, I I don't I didn't have a rich family. I don't didn't have a, avenues to go by. And so I'm walking down the hall from the business office. In, in that, on that college campus with my head down low, and I'm thinking, man, what am I going to do? And I am in this position that I'm talking about right now. I have forgotten about God. I have forgotten about all the stuff that he had done for me before this moment I had forgotten. And, and, and so as I walk down the hall, and we're all guilty of it. It happens. Emotionally, we get let down, and we get, you know, we're like, oh, man. You know, and so I, I'm walking down the hall and I just lean up against the wall and I'm texting my my mother-in-law and I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. And so, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. I took a drink of water there. But but I'm, I'm just texting and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And, and, and all of a sudden I hear this voice and it's a real voice. It's a real person. I hear this voice. And says, uh, excuse me, sir, can I help you? And I turn to this lady, and she's just kind of standing there staring at me. But I'm I'm very confused because it's out of place. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, she doesn't know the conversation that I just had with the business people. And I just happened to be in the same place as her. So she could tell that my face was bewildered. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand, ma'am. And she was like, well, do you see the wall that you're leaning against? And I was like... I am, if I was not bewildered before, I am certainly bewildered now because you just asked me if I see the wall that I'm leaning against. So I said, yes, ma'am, I see the wall. 
She was like, well, do you see the floor <laughs> that you're standing on? I'm like, ma'am, did you see the psychiatrist before you came out here? Because you sound a little crazy at this time. That's what I was thinking in my head. I didn't say that, thankfully, but that's what I was thinking. Ma'am, you sound crazy. What are you talking about? And then finally she says, do you see the roof over your head? And I said, yes, ma'am, I see the roof over my head. She said, well, you're standing across the hall from my office, and this is my building. I run this building. So I thought you were waiting on me. So I asked again, can can I help you? So I'm sitting here face to face with a person who is over the business office that I owe money to, apparently, that there's a hold on my record. I don't know how it got there or how that did wasn't taken care of prior. But anyways, so so I, I didn't make this meeting, I didn't plan this meeting, but here I am standing across from this lady and I'm looking at her in the face. And all of a sudden, a light bulb comes on in my head, and I say, well, while we're here, do you have a second? I'm, I have a little situation. She said, sure, come, in, come into my office. So I go into her office, and I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I go into her office. I sit down in the chair across from her desk, and she sits down in her chair, and I start to tell her my story. I, I just got back. Everything was lined up. This happened. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I don't have this kind of money. And so she starts asking me questions. She said, well, how was your GPA? And my GPA was pretty good. I think it was like like 3.84 or 3. It was, it was, it was close to 4.0. She was asking me about my grades and all this stuff. And, 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 and it seemed like she got to a point to where she was sufficed. Like whatever I had said had, had caused her curiosity to be, okay, good, fine. And so she turned in her, in her desk. She pulls up my file, and I can see she's a short lady. And so I can kind of see over her shoulder, and I see my name, I see the file, and all of a sudden she clicks on my financial page, and it get, and it comes up, and there's like a, a, a few red asterisks on my financial page. And all of a sudden, this lady, from nowhere, I don't know her, she don't know me, I've never seen her before in my life, I did not schedule this meeting, I have no idea what is happening right now, Then I'm sitting here, and this lady starts to hit the delete button. In every place that I owed money, she clicked delete, 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 delete until the balance owed at the bottom said 0.00. The lady then takes her mouse and clicks save, and then she clicks print. And all of a sudden, a paper prints from the printer. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The paper prints from the from the printer. She reaches over, just casually rolls her chair over to the paper, pulls the paper off the printer, reaches across the desk, hands me the paper, and says, go finish your business and get your schedule taken care of. My mind is completely blown. I'm like, what just happened? happened like I can't believe my eyes my ears this like I know what is happening but it's like my brain is not processing like oh my gosh did this really just happen like I am completely stoked I am completely blown away so I take this paper and I and I and I'm like oh my gosh this is crazy this is crazy so I take this piece of paper and I stand up I'm like thank you so much ma'am thank you so much this is crazy I can't believe you just did this for me you don't know how much this means to me you know all this stuff and I and, and I'm just I, and I'm all I'm thinking about is I gotta go take care of this now this is crazy I'm gone 
And I'm telling you, I walked from her office, and as soon as my foot crossed the threshold, I mean, one foot was still in her office, the other foot in the hallway, the Lord speaks to me as clear as you can hear my voice right now. And he spoke to me and said, I told you last night in the bed as you typed on your computer, timing is everything. Bro, I can tell you right now, I did not take notes that night to preach. (laughs) I didn't need it. (laughs) I knew what I was preaching. Timing is everything. And I read in Ecclesiastes whether it says there's a time and a season for this and that. There is so truly a time and a season. Timing is truly everything. So if you find yourself in a situation or you find yourself in a spot to where you're like, I just don't know how this is going to work out, don't forget about the most important variable that you could put into that spot, and that is God. He saved you. He brought you into this light, this marvelous light. He gave you purpose and peace and strength and love, and he gave us clothes on our back and shoes on our feet and food on our table, and he gave us a man of God to preach the word to us. He gave us the word that we could find everything that we need there, the comfort from the word. He has blessed us so much with all these things and then along the way he has blessed us with our needs and our wants as well i remember a long time ago now i feel like i've been here forever but i was here at the central church i've been here 11 years and this was probably i don't know within the first year or two that i was here probably probably within the first year that i was here it was in between services we had two services at the time i was I was preaching that that night, and my wife was we we li- we didn't live in this city. We lived twenty minutes, twenty five minutes away. So a lot of times we would stay at the church in the evangelist quarters after the main service on Sunday morning, so we didn't have to travel back and forth. And so my wife had laid down with Emma Claire, our daughter, and I was in the main sanctuary, and I had a binder full of notes, and I was going through my notes, and this is probably like three o'clock in the day, whatever. And I'm going through my notes, and nobody is there. It's just me and God. And I'm looking through my notes, and I'm preparing for that night. I'm getting my mind right. And I'm being so spiritual, and God is talking to me. And I'm just like, yes, Lord. And I, and, and I do one of the most spiritual things I've ever done, and I tripped on the platform. Nobody's there. It's just me. I tripped. And that binder with I don't know how many messages were in there, went flying into the air, and I mean, papers went this way, messages got tied in with other messages, I didn't know if I was preaching about resurrection or burial, I didn't know, I didn't know which way was up, left, right, or down, I was so confused, and I'm very uh, monotonous on how I kept my notes, and so there were yellow and red and blue and colored uh, manila folder things, and they were just divided everywhere, and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened, you know, and and I didn't get upset or angry or whatever, but I made a joke to God, and I said, God, this is this is crazy. I can't believe this, Lord, and I'm just joking around. Nobody is there. It's just me and God. I said, God, you know what would make me a better preacher? We should we should just stop playing these games. You know what would make me a better preacher, God? That's if I had an iPad. 
I can't go buy one right now, but but if I had an iPad, I know I'd be a better preacher. Now, does having an iPad make me a better preacher? Absolutely not. Of course not. Uh, that, that's the I don't even get to use it half the time. Half the time I'll have it a, a message on my iPad, and the Lord will be like, nah, let's go this direction. And I just have to flow with the Spirit, or I'm going to miss it because I want to preach a word that, that God has moved into a different season or a different moment for somebody that's in that service. So no, having an iPad does not make the difference between my anointing or me not being anointed and preaching into the flow of the Spirit. However, I did make the joke, and I gathered my papers, and I preached that night, and everything was fine, and I did not think another moment about it. Nobody was there, just me and God. Fast forward a week from that day, the next the next Sunday, I... And not being quite as spiritual that day, we did stay in the advances quarters, but I actually took a nap, which I normally didn't do, and I overslept because practice was at 4.30, and I woke up at 4, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I got to get ready. So I ran to get ready, and while I was running to grab my coats out of the out of the vehicle, a parent of a student in my youth group met me, and they said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, um, sure. <laughs> Normally, that's not a conversation that 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 goes when when yeah, so, you know, you're like, ah, uh, yeah, let's let's have the conversation, sure. Um, so so I, I I'm like, sure, I'm late for practice anyways. Let's just have the conversation. And so I go in and sit down with this person, and we start to have this conversation. And they started to talk to me, and they said, you know what? I've been wrestling for something with something for a week. And I don't know why, but the Lord just randomly put this in my spirit. But about a week ago, the Lord told me to give you something, and I've been wrestling with it. And I just decided today that I'm not going to wrestle with it anymore. This person opens a bag that they had in their hand that I really wasn't paying attention to. And they pull out an iPad, and they say, the Lord told me to give this to you last week. They said, I thought maybe you already had one, but the Lord would not release me from this. So I said, I didn't, doesn't matter if he has one or if he doesn't, I'm going to give him one. So he reaches into the bag. He pulls this iPad that is in the box out of this bag and he reaches across the table and he hands it to me and I am holding this iPad and I'm looking at this man and he has no clue that a week before I stood behind a pulpit goofing off with God saying, if you would just give me an iPad, I would be a better preacher. Don't forget about God. He cares. He's a good father. He cares. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows everything, every detail, every nuance. He knows it all. Don't forget about God. Now, the question for you and I, obviously, comes in when we start to deal with stuff and and, and life becomes hard to deal with. But I, I want to take this, this podcast to start the year off to tell you and to remind you anything you face this year, I want you to look back over your life And I want you to grab a hold of faith. I want you to grab a hold of something that God did. And I want you to remember that God said, don't be afraid of things that are bigger than you. 
Because if I am for you, then what can be against you? Hyphen of Mississippi, hyphen of the state, hyphen of the nation, and anybody else that will give me their ear to listen. I want to advise you for this first podcast of season two for the year 2023. Don't forget about God. Remember what he did to Pharaoh. Remember what he did to the adversary of your life. Remember what he did when everything else looked like it was going to say no. God said yeah. And that's all that matters. I love you. I'm excited about what God is doing in this hour for us. I'm excited about what God is doing. And I can't wait to see what he does in your life. I thank you for joining me today. And I can't wait to see you next time. God bless you. And thank you for joining the Hyphen Weekend Podcast.